Hi, I'm Tay. And I'm Emily. And this is Raised on Reality. A comedy rewatch podcast where two friends talk and snark. Mostly snark. About the reality shows that raised us. Should we get into our jurisdictions? Yeah. We just have a couple. Well, this isn't really news, but Ethan and Olivia Plath are divorcing. That's news. We've talked about them before. Yeah, it is and it isn't. Like, people have speculated for a while now. Like, Ethan was even caught with another girl. Oh, really? At a bar, yeah. Good for him. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't really – I think I've said this before. I don't really care about either of them, but, like, I feel – like they were not compatible, but I also feel like they both. You can correct me because I haven't caught up with them, but like I don't think he's done anything terribly wrong. Oh yeah, no, he has. What did he? So Ethan regressed fully. Like he well, kind of yeah. like, let her believe, like yeah, no, I want to be out of the fundamentalist world too. And then he just like completely flip flopped. It was weird. He was like, no, I want to be back on the farm i want to work on my cars i want to be alone well that's not like, quite feminine feminist fendalem <laughs> can't talk fundamentalism like i think that's not just exactly but him being like no i'm good yeah it manifested in other ways too though like almost every single time someone would ask where's olivia he would be like don't know don't care mm-hmm. and he would he would leave for weeks at a time to work on his cars without calling or texting her. And she'd be like, are you going to call me while you're away? Weird. And he would be like, I don't know. I don't really care. And just like being a bad husband in general. But then one of the latest episodes, Ethan decided to do donuts in the car, like on this snowy mountain. Okay, I thought you with- meant like, wait, I don't know why I was picturing making donuts. Yeah, that's or- what I always think of too. No, that he was in the car with Olivia, his sister, and her boyfriend. And he just decides to start spiraling the car out of control on a snowy mountain. And Olivia was like, can you please stop? Like, I've been in car accidents before. I'm really triggered because I don't like the feeling of my body losing control in the car. And he was like, well, if you don't like it, you can get out. You have five seconds and just, like, kept spinning it. That's weird. It was really weird. And she was like... Ethan, like, I'm not having fun. Like, no one's having fun. Can you please stop? And she wasn't really being dramatic about it. And he was he was being really dramatic about it. And he was like, it's fun. I'm, I'm not losing control. Just getting angrier while spinning the car more and more. And then in the interview, in the Talking Heads interview later, Olivia was explaining more about how uncomfortable she felt and, like, very triggered by being in car accidents. And he was just like... He was like, you're you're being so dramatic and just, like, kind of gaslighting her and stuff. And so – but, I mean, in every episode, you could tell that there's just no love for each other anymore. They're definitely better off apart. Um, so and I'm, I'm just really glad that they didn't have kids and drag them into it. Yeah. Okay, well, that's not what I was expecting to hear, but I'm glad that they are working – well, not working it out, but, like, getting it over with being done, finally. Because, yeah. I mean, it's literally been since the first episode, people have been like, I don't see this lasting. mm So, well, that is pretty big news. Have you listened to any of the podcasts that Jill and Derek have been doing? I listened to a few minutes of one. So, Jill and Derek have done, like, it seems like five or six podcasts just this week, but really, it was probably, like, two or three um but I did listen to the first one the reality life with Kate Casey it was fine it was just like boring shit it's just like people asking questions that we already know the answer to just because they want I don't know they think it's going to be different they are different because Derek is there and he's putting his opinion which he's kind of like me he just starts talking and you can tell he's like I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> and they say really random things and Joel will be like, no, not right now. Like, I don't know. It's kind of funny, but it was kind of not great. I mean, it was fine. 
And then I just haven't listened to the other two because I just assume that they're <laughs> like, I want someone who's actually watched the goddamn show, you know? Right. Or not like, like someone who has watched it since the beginning, kind of like us, but yeah. not even us, like a Fundy Fridays or like, maybe not even Fundy Fridays. I feel like that'd be, no, she would do amazing, but I feel like she wouldn't ask the questions I would want to ask. What would you ask if you could interview them? Just, like, what the fuck is up with Jessa? <laughs> and, like, be real what about it. And, like, is Ginger happy? Which is, like, a big thing this week. People are, like, starting... I don't know. Just, like, all of a sudden, randomly, I'm seeing posts, like, this is proof that she's not happy or, like, proof that they were happy once. And why did she talk about getting... T- anyway, I'll get to it. I feel but- like that this happens every couple months. People are, like... Ginger and Jeremy on the brink of divorce. And she usually addresses it immediately. And she's like, no, I'm so happy with Jeremy. I love him. I've never seen anything like that. I saw it, yeah, like every couple of months, really. A few months ago, too. Like, um, And it's usually either like on a podcast or he was interviewing her. Mm, Which I don't really keep up with their shit anymore. Like, I don't either. But (laughs) I I, like watched a little bit of it. So it would make sense that I wouldn't have heard of this because. Yeah. I watched a little bit of it just because everyone was like, Jeremy was so condescending and Ginger looks miserable and on the brink of divorce, yada, yada. I looked into because, you know, like they do the same thing with Joy and Austin. Yeah. I just think, listen, I don't know her life, but I feel like if I were Ginger, I would be so fucking bored. Because I don't know if she, she probably doesn't have any real friends in L.A., it's all either like church friends or Jeremy's friends mm-hmm. or people that would want to, you know, approach her because she's ginger, which is like so it probably it sounds egregious of me to say because it's like it's not like she's that famous. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't think yeah. she has any true friends in L.A. She's got the two kids. She's got Jeremy doing whatever the fuck he does, trying to establish himself. And I would be so I would lose my goddamn mind. She kind of alluded to her book in her book, too. She was like, you know, typically the pastor's wife is like very warm and welcoming and has so much to say to everyone. And she was like, I'm kind of introverted. Like, that's not really me. That's interesting, because whenever you hear about people that meet them, it's always like Ginger's the nicest. She's like the one that makes you feel most comfortable. I'm sure she's very nice. Right. But like, but but yeah, it's like, I guess if they were seeing her, she either like at an event and had it had to turn it on or. Yeah, and I I'm, I think she would like to be more outgoing. She's just, like, kind of introverted a little. People are like, she had the most personality, and now she has no personality. Because yeah. her personality is Jeremy. Anyway, people think she's unhappy, which I kind of agree with, because I'm just like, how would you not be? Well, There's yeah, nothing and- in, besides, like, your kids, There's and Jeremy, there's nothing interesting. If you're going to live somewhere... I don't know how they've been in the L.A. for so long. I wonder if when he's done with whatever he's doing, if they're going to move somewhere closer to family, because I don't know if I could stay there if I were them. Unless they really like it, which they seem to really like it. But I don't think I could, if I were her, I don't know how long I'd want to be there. Yeah, and in the beginning, she was, like, making coffee and considering selling it. And, um... I mean, if she's really into fashion, she could do something with fashion or... Right, and everyone's like, Ginger needs to be in the city. She's so creative. She's got to do so much, and she's done nothing. She doesn't do anything. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying, like, she's in, like, one of the biggest cities, the most, like, business-savvy cities in the world with the most going on. And she would, yeah, to she my knowledge, so... I really don't, again, I don't yeah. keep up with her as much because they're so boring and mm-hmm. because they're not saying anything that I really particularly need to hear. But what I'm seeing is not someone enjoying their life. Yeah, I mean, she wrote and a book, the life but. That they're showing. Ugh. Yeah. Or she had someone write a book. <laughs> yeah. With information that wasn't new. Yeah, I mean, and she was also one of the ones with a lot of musical talent with yeah. instruments, with piano, guitar, and all that. Like, she could have – and I don't know. Maybe she, like, plays for the church band or – doesn't sound like it. Some, but something, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll never forget, like, anytime they go to the family camp and it's, like, 
these girls are doing are they're the counselors in the kids camp and then ginger's in orchestra because <laughs> it's like she's like hell no although i'm yeah. sure she was a counselor at some point um speaking of family camp they had one of their family camps this week or this past week oh, or it's happening go? now no <laughs> because you imagine it's like expensive and <laughs> you have to apply and i would never get past the first round i'm sure it's not like they can convert me. I'm already a Christian. <laughs> Although, they still convert or think that they can convert whatever. They can They can try to make you more fundy, I guess. Well, I'm not evangelist, so. <laughs> anyway, let's see. Anything else happen? I don't Not think really so. in, like, the fundy world, but Matthew Perry passed away. Oh, my gosh. I know. That is so sad. So sad. Um, he had said, like, he was very, very close to death a few years ago. Um, like, his colon ruptured or something. Oh. He was on life support. And, um, oh, my God. He wrote a book that I actually – now I really want to read. I know. Um, I'm like, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. It, it, um, Just because this would have like, made genuine. me feel even worse. I would feel I even be, – I'd be even sadder. Yeah. But I do remember the book. I'll need to look elsewhere because I do really want to read it. But um, I heard on the radio or something that he he said shortly after that incident, when I die, I don't want the first people – the first thing people to say is a friend's reference. So – Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I mean, of course, Chandler is what he's most known for. But I'll well, always I- also remember him as older Zac Efron in 17 again. I know. That's so sad. Um, I know. <sighs> anyway, I don't know how to move on from that, but like, rest in I, peace. I am just, I think the most sad thinking about the other five. I know. Friends, and he was like, my favorite character. Me too. But the six of them had such a strong bond. Like, yeah. That nobody else will ever, ever understand. And I know they are grieving so much right now. I know. That makes me really sad. I can't imagine. Mm-mm. Oh, rest in peace. Yes. All right. Well, I guess we can kick off our episode. This week we're covering Counting On. Is it season two, episode one, Home and yep. Away? Mm-hmm. At I Home mean- and Away. Yes, at home and away. It's technically a fall feast episode, or it's a Thanksgiving episode, but they they call it fall feast. I don't know why. I wonder, is Thanksgiving like a pagan thing to them? I just don't understand. It's like a historical thing. It's not like a, I have you know, no idea. Resurrect, Resurrection Sunday, you know. The Bates celebrate Thanksgiving and they call it Thanksgiving. Right. And it's like, it's not like it's something that you can't say on TV. So it's just really weird. They say fall feast. They're just weird like that. Unless like the filming was not around Thanksgiving and they had to call it something else so that they could film well, that, a certain day. That's a good point. Like maybe it was way before. Because now that I think about it and I want to find this episode but there was that episode when Josh and Anna lived in Virginia, which they said D.C., but not, I mean, it's like, it was Metro D.C., basically, like a suburb. Mm-hmm. Um, And everybody went up there for Thanksgiving. And now I want to watch that one or find it so that I can see what they called it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember They said that. Fall Feast, which I'm sure, I think they did say Fall Feast. <laughs> because, yeah, I can picture Anna saying it. Who knows? The Duggars are weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weird yet people. another place where they can go terrorize someone's thousand square foot home. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but before we start, though, like, so just like a little context of this episode, this was very early in the Counting On series. Jill and Jess is still it's Jill and Jess. It's literally like the on. third or fourth episode. Yeah. And the whole vibe. And the whole nature of the times of this was the Duggars were really going through it. The Duggars were having a miserable, terrible time. And they tried to be as lighthearted as they possibly could with this giant elephant in the room. 
that they just hardly address and it just doesn't work at all they do address it though because anna go to visit him slightly slightly but i think this is where viewers get really bored and the plast do this too like you know what all is happening with them behind the scenes and they just kind of they just like try to make it as lighthearted as possible and you're like this isn't what i wanted to see like you could have given us so much more no, that you're absolutely right. I I enjoyed it though. Well, I enjoyed the actual like Thanksgiving parts. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, it starts out with Jessa and Ben, and it's all about Jessa, and she just has Spurgeon. Yeah, which never gets easy to hear. Just like it never, the shock never goes away to Spurgeon. So poor Jessa had a. A long, hard labor, followed by a lot of blood loss, where she had to right. go to the hospital by ambulance. Mother is bleeding internally. No, after externally. Birth. After birth. Which, it, I don't know why it took me forever to figure out, like, on Reddit when people say mother is. I mean, I knew that's probably what it was, but it didn't get confirmed to me for, like, a long time. Which is <laughs> kind of embarrassing. But, like, I assumed that's what it meant. And I was like, yeah, nothing better to start off a thanksgiving food oriented episode like reliving a traumatic disgusting birth and they showed some clips from it and she looked like she was in so much pain and misery and she said the labor was two days two days of that i'm convinced that she has no say about what they show because if i were her i would be like never play that again I was kind of, like, not embarrassed for her, but just, like, nobody wants to be on national television. She would, well, I'll just put it this way. She was not quiet during birth, mm-hmm. and it just sounded real weird, you know? And she just wasn't, and if, I don't know, it's just, like, if I were her, like, I'm not trying to shame her, because everybody, every birth is beautiful or whatever, I don't know. But I, if I were her, I would have been like, that is the last time you share that. And you will not be using those clips. Well, yeah, we know, like, that's how Jill felt. That's probably how Anna felt after, but. Oh, it was how Anna felt. Um, and Jill said they showed him anyway. Mm-hmm. So. I think Jim Bob and Jessa and Jim Bob are very close. And I think Jim Bob twisted it to be like, well, you have the opportunity here to share with women. Oh, like, well, here's the, the... the real raw truth. And they're going to look to you like you're the hero for sharing it. And she probably ate that up. Not even that. I think that she and Ben just thought that was their job. They are literal kids. He was 19. Or 20. I can't remember. Yeah. 19 and 21 when they got married. So. Yeah. So. They're not saying they're dumb, but. They are probably pretty vulnerable. And easy very to please. And very. Very easily influenced by Jim Bob. Yes. That's what I mean. And it was, this episode was just peak, like, Ben talking like a pothead. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I put this in there, like, Ben has the smallest vocabulary of any adult man I've ever met. Yeah. It's just a lot of, uh... Being a dad is hard uh, and good, but hard. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then they were like... We decided to name him Spurgeon because Charles Spurgeon was a pastor and he was really good and had influence on me and Jess's lives. Oh that still God. doesn't explain why you named him Spurgeon at yeah. all. Why not Charles? Like, what why do they have Charles? against the name Charles? I guess it there was, is they just absolutely no reason they were for so- a little boy in no. 2023 to be running around with the name Spurgeon. There's no reason for any boy ever in any time in any era to be running around with the name Spurgeon. It's child abuse. It is. I think I still think that they were just like, well, we got to beat Israel. We got to be cooler than thinking they're going to be cooler than Israel. Yeah. Jill, I had a big boy with a stupid name, Jessa. I had a (laughs) a bigger bigger boy with an even stupider name. That yes, that will never get old and never not be true. Oh yeah, this was the beginning was so boring. They go to the big house and Ginger sets up um a, a photo shoot, and I feel like such a Karen 
because I noticed this when I was watching and then I just didn't think anything of it. But then I saw recently um, like a TikTok about it and they put him in his car seat in that big snowsuit, which I feel like is a big safety hazard. I don't know how, but I feel I think I saw a TikTok saying like I think this woman was like, I want to put him in this, but or he's in, gonna be in this car seat, so I can't. Mm-hmm. Because I saw him in it, and I'm like, I don't know, it's not, it just doesn't look right, you know. Mm-hmm. I do remember seeing something like that. Like, you got to take the time to put the coat on after. Well, and it's like you know, I can see it. You can never really be too off base when consider or when like blaming them for child safety because they're not the best at it. Yeah. Um, Ginger does this photo shoot in exchange for being set up with Jeremy, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, well, if you remember, in the next episode, they go on their mission trip, like their yearly Christmas one, to El Salvador, Central America. Mm-hmm. And I think that Jeremy went on that one with them. Oh, so. I it- think that's like when one of the times they first met. So it happened pretty quickly. Yeah, because, I mean, by the next spring, they were, or by spring, I think they were courting. Yeah. Yeah, because it it was 20, it was literally Christmas 2015, and they were engaged July 2016. So I think it would, I think it was that year. That's my life goal. My goal in life is to matchmake two people and have them get married. Mm Mm-hmm. One of my friends has matched made like eight couples that are that have gotten married what, already. Eight? Yeah. She's like, Yeah, I'm going to this wedding. I actually introduced them to each other. And then I went to a wedding last week and I introduced them to each other too. And then I'm going to a wedding next year and I introduced them. And I was like, Well, that just sounds like someone who can't mind her own business. It might AKA be that. me. But she but she has she has a pretty high success rate. Okay, well then maybe I need to meet her. Okay, <laughs> I found this article. From Very Well Family. And it says, car seat harness needs to stay close to the child's body at all times. And when you buckle your child in with a coat on, you can tighten the straps to the size of your coat and not the size of your child. So it's like, first of all, you're not buckling them in, the, buckling them in properly. And it can lead to compression where the co- coat compresses in size with the force if you have a crash. Mm-hmm. And it can create, like, a slack in the harness. So, like, it could also be big and, like, slide the harness down because it's just so, you know, bulky. Yeah. And then your kid can slip out of the car seat. Car seats terrify me. I will not be handling. So, bottom line, I was right, Jessa. You shouldn't have put him in the car seat <laughs> in that stupid snowsuit. Even though he looked, Spurgeon looked like a baby, a, a reborn baby. He looked so cute. What's a reborn baby? They're like the ones that it's hard to explain without sounding super patronizing, but it's like a baby doll that is like specially made to look exactly like a real life baby doll or like a real life baby. You know those? Yeah. And there was a phase. They they probably used for like home ec classes. Kind of. They kind of, they'll give them to, you know, people with special needs to, you know, so like they can have a baby or not even that, you know, like an old person who thinks they have a baby just stuff like that yeah but also people are strange and like raise them like a real baby like collect them not even that just like take care of them Mm -hmm. like the people on my strange obsession that had the cabbage patch dolls there is a a family on toddlers and tiaras too that had one of those what a cabbage patch doll or a reborn no a, a a real baby doll whatever they are Oh, my God. I mean, they're terrifying. Like, it's great for medical, you know, psychological stuff and, Mm -hmm. you know, elderly people. But you'll never, you'll not catch me taking care of one, so. Well, the family on Toddlers and Tiaras, they had, like, a five or six-year-old in the pageants. And the mom was like, we like to take Morgan, that was the baby doll's name, we like to take Morgan out in public and then Tyra, like, I'll just like let her carry her around and people will look at me like I'm crazy for letting a five-year-old fling around a newborn. And I think it's funny. Oh, no, that's kind of funny. I get that. I mean, <laughs> if it's if it's your kids, that's one thing. But no, that is funny. Anyway, 
I don't even know how we got to that. Oh, yeah, because he was so freaking cute. And the pictures look, they look fine. I like the ones of just him the most. Then they do like a, like they cut to Janet and Joy being like, oh, yeah, pictures are great. And Joy's like, I think they should hang him in their house because they don't have enough pictures. Not. Yeah. I hate it when she says not. Like, girl. Is she trying to be like Kate Sanders from Lizzie McGuire? Right. And it's like. Just wait till you get married and have kids. Joy. Right. What are you going to put on your walls? <laughs> Jana and Ginger are like, Jessa, ever since becoming a mom, is just, she has no fear. Or like, she has no filter, basically. Yeah. And I want to assume that she just gets really graphic about everything, I'm assuming. Like, labor and delivery mm-hmm. and stuff. But really what they're just showing us is, her just talking about Spurgeon taking a poo. Yeah, pretty much. And, and it's like, like, that's not, awkward. like, it's gross, but it's not, yeah, it's not awkward. They're, like, acting like she's saying, like, talking about having, I can't even, well, no, I, I don't even know what, but, like, I can't imagine, because that's how triggered they sound. <laughs> they really do. It's like, you always had a baby in your house. You know what they do. Yeah. So I'm assuming that Jessa was, like, giving them, like, the raw, dirty details of birth. And Ben was like, sometimes you got to get up in the middle of the night and change their diaper. It's like, really, Ben? Yeah. I had no idea. (laughs) Ben's just one of those people that doesn't have much to say. So he just says, he just fills the room with the most obvious Right. I know. Well, yeah. Yeah, he really at this point has brought nothing to the conversation. And anyway, the girls also talk about, you know, obviously, like they always do. They Before Ginger got married, she was like the family photographer. And all of a sudden, I'm like, she literally doesn't take pictures anymore that I can think of. You're right. That was another personality trait. Okay. She did when she announced, like when she was um, expecting ivy she did do that she took the little girl's cd cover photo shoot Mm -hmm. but like aside from that she really doesn't do it anymore for as much as they talk about it on the show she doesn't really do any do it yeah she could do like some wedding photography or i know like that's what i'm saying is like she could be like chad payne doing Mm -hmm. all the fundy weddings but Mm -hmm. jen bob probably wouldn't let her yeah so then Jessa, Joy, and Ginger, no, Jana, Joy, and Ginger pick up Jessa to go grocery shopping for the fall feast. And Jessa says the family hasn't been to her and Ben's house, like, all together yet. So it'll be the first time that everybody comes over at once. I'm just ugh, appalled at any time that they all pack into that stupid little house. Remember when Josh and Anna lived there and Anna wanted to announce that she is expecting. So she made this like carriage out of a pumpkin. She made the watermelon thing with Amy. Because if you need to do something quirky, you got to call Amy. That aged terribly because of this feud they have now. But yeah, she invited everyone in and like all the little boys were like hanging off the ceiling and um, getting like push through the windows because they were just literally busting out the seams in that house i don't know what it is about that house but they just get so ambitious and they're like i know let's invite 20 people over but i I wonder if anna ever goes there and is like pissed because she like as soon as she moved out they like renovated it basically (laughs) and made the kitchen bigger and you know did all the nice stuff to it I would be pissed. I'd be a little resentful, especially if, well, you know what? I'm not going to keep saying I would because I would never be with a guy like Josh. Yeah. Maybe, like, Josh and Anna knew that they wouldn't be there for long, whereas Jessa and Ben were like, yeah, we're, we're going to. That's true. In my mind, I feel like Josh and Anna were there for, like, 10 years, but they were really only there for, like, four or five. Yeah. And then they were in Virginia, and then they had to come back. Because Josh is a dickwad. And speaking of that, the next scene is Anna packing to go visit him. 
at his little rehab. Um, and it came out that Joshua made the, um, the, choices. the wrong choices. Like Wait. the way it takes so much effort for her to say the wrong choices that Joshua made. It's Wait, so he sad. didn't. He didn't pull somebody's right. hair in kindergarten. Like seriously. <laughs> This isn't wrong choices. This is very serious. Wrong choices would be like investing in some kind of scheme, you know, that something fake or lying. I guess this is kind of all that. It is a very wrong choice, but it is also beyond a wrong choice. It's way beyond. Like that was that was a wrong choice of words. But once again, they sent him to rehab for cheating and not for freaking molesting people. Especially mm-hmm. his sisters. I just thought it was funny that she was like packing. Oh my god, not this wasn't funny. She packed like pretzels and nuts. I could see them in the suitcase, and then she like lifts it off the bed. And she's like, "Oh, well, it's not all my luggage. It's also a goodie bag." Shut the fuck mm-hmm. up. He is not fucking five years old on a camp out. That's what she makes it seem. She acted like it was parents weekend at sleepaway camp. (laughs) My God. You're you're going to visit your cheating husband, pervert cheating husband, in rehab. She's like giddy, like so excited to go see him. I know. She's like playing with Meredith, who is. It's a goodie box, too. She was so cute. And I was kind of shocked they showed her in just a diaper because I can remember all those times when. Mackenzie's skirt would like ride up and Anna would like furiously like try to keep <laughs> pulling it down because and Mackenzie would just be like all over the place because she just was yeah. but Meredith is really cute she is and I think is she the one that I think is just the sweetest I think so she just always seems so sweet so sweet and she pierces their ears really early I don't mind that though I think it's cute yeah it, it's cute it works on them She's four months now, and she was one month old when Josh left, so... I just... I can't... Anna's strong, sure, but, like, Josh is just such an ass that he was probably like, oh, great, I'm gonna get out of... I'm sure he was, like, relieved to not have to take care of a bait, you know? Like, I don't know, maybe not, but he's on a vacation. Oh, yeah. No work is being done over there, and... No kids to take care of? Yeah, no kids to take care of. So Anna waited three months to go see him. I think I don't think that was enough time. I think they needed a lot more time apart. I could see that personally. Yeah, because um, like she might have had time to like process everything, but I don't think she had time to really sit with what he did and get angry with him. Right. Because I mean, she's taking care of a baby. She doesn't have time to like think about it too much. Right. But I think if they had more time apart, maybe she would have, like, something would have clicked and she would have been like, no, that was, that was, like, really wrong and I'm okay without him kind of thing. Right. I know. And it just sucks that she didn't get a chance to just be on her own with the kids. I think she moved right into the big house. Yep. Into the sisters' rooms with, like, seven and eight-year-olds and Jana. Maybe not even Jana. Okay, no, it was Jana and Ginger and Joy still, but and she was twenty seven. So weird that it's so weird to think about because she seemed she looked forty two. Mm. I don't feel bad saying that. Also, she was jaundiced as hell. I she thought was it was so, just like a bad tanning job. It is a bad tanning job, but it made her look jaundiced. Mm. It was so bad, and you could see in one of the scenes her hairline was literally white. Yeah. And she was a pumpkin. I thought her hair and makeup actually did look pretty good, though. It's like she moved into the girls' room and Ginger was like, hey, you want some tanning stuff? Here's my tanning spray. That's yeah. exactly how, and oh my god. They're probably like, if you, if you want to feel better, you got to look good. Let's right. Get some makeup done and your hair done. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was hysterical how I think it was Jason helped her like put the suitcase in the car, but he struggled with it. <laughs> he was like whipping it around, you know, and you just it's so heavy that it just won't turn. Yeah. It was hysterical. I don't know why. So now we go to Jill and Derek in El Salvador and we get a house tour. And this is very much like I can see them being like, don't come here. Like the Kamala Harris, do not come. 
my favorite meme. <laughs> they recorded it all themselves, it seems like. It was all like a home video. Yeah, you, you can hear the fans blasting because, you know, yeah. they didn't have AC. I'm just saying Jill is a stronger woman than I because I would not just I'm sorry but like and I know I know that you are living it's basically like camping I totally understand you are not there to set up a house and like have a beautiful life I totally understand that you're living on very meager means but my god that house was so depressing I know I don't think they had a dishwasher I don't know Um, if they did I think because didn't Jim Bob had to like buy or he was like I'm giving you this dishwasher or like a or washer and dryer. wash machine yeah mm-hmm. which yeah, apparently makes him a good man but it was just so fucking depressing and you know what to the producers that really thought that they needed to have Jill and Derek on the show that was boring as hell mm-hmm. so I'm glad it was just like an update here and there and they were like, we, there is a cougar next door. I know. I'm like, I don't need to hear that. I don't want to know. And it reminded me of just like how, and I also just felt so bad because I had no idea how dangerous it was because they would always talk about it being dangerous. When people would talk about it, it's like, it's really hard. That's very dangerous. There's gangs there. And I didn't really know how bad that, like what that meant until mm-hmm. reading her book where she was like the members of our church got recruited back into gangs that they had become or that they had gotten out of and they were killed. Like wasn't yeah. their security guard killed by a gang? Yeah, one of their one of their friends. Well, one of their killed. friends from church, like their friend's son at church, and then like their security guard either was killed by a gang or just something like I forgot. It's just so I mean, they were not joking. It is it is dangerous. Mhm. And that's like another aspect of just like how what a hard time this family is going through right and how lighthearted they keep it right right like they didn't tell us until this book I didn't know that like they were not trying to advertise that they were there they didn't want people to know that rich white people not rich but like you know valuable wealthy white people were living you know um yeah they wanted to fit in they didn't want to make a big scene you know yeah I know they filmed a lot of it a lot of it themselves but also like I mean they had some crew and I know that just right. I mean, more they attention to them and made while, it but made it more unsafe I know and like just the way that she would say you know if I heard something or I hear a gunshot and I'd be so scared that it was just like their guard thinking mm-hmm. someone was coming to kidnap them like I had no idea so this was really sobering to watch. It wasn't that like sad or anything and like nothing like that. I was just like just another layer of how terrifying yeah. it looked. And I'm sorry, but that house was looked so cold and gross to me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't live in like a luxury palace. I'm just saying like I would need more than like a blanket and a cot is all. They're yeah. like, this is our room, and it's like, oh. and they're like, and this is Israel's room, and it's like, don't lie, you know, he sleeps, you co-sleep. <laughs> anyway, that's my take, and I'm gonna sound, I'm sure it sounds horrible and mean, but like, I, I'm saying she is a better woman than I am, because I could not. I think, like, the house itself was, like, it was spacious and everything. It was a beautiful um, house. It was, yeah, it was really and nice. And the views were gorgeous, but, like, yeah, just... Yeah, the view was really nice. It, it's just, just like... The, the the windows, like, there weren't windows, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think for me, it was it was just be, like, the location of everything. Mm-hmm. Is... It just looked bare bones and empty. Mm-hmm. Which, again... Obviously, they're not going there to build a house and stay in a mansion. I get that. I don't, I just, it, every time I saw it, I'm like, I'm just shocked. I know. And you also know at this point, like if you read the book, that things are definitely brewing between her. Oh my God, it was so tense. It's very, it's like the beginnings of a lot of conflict Mm -hmm. and so. Yeah, that piled on to 
just the environment that they were in, you know, they're just going through a really hard time. I wouldn't say like they like gloss over it completely because as Jessa with her large vocabulary puts it, Central America is unsafe and it's really dangerous. Hmm. Um, Thanks for let me know. Yeah. But I don't know. They don't like gloss over it, but they really don't get into just how bad it was. Like you said, like we, we knew it wasn't safe, but we didn't know a lot. Well, and also I'm sure if they talked about it, then they would obviously be targets more, even more so than they already yeah. were. So yeah. I can understand why they didn't talk about exactly how dangerous it was until mm-hmm. they were gone. Because yeah, you don't want to get a target on your back. Mm-hmm. Which is why they shouldn't have been filming. I know. Well, and anyway, they show like little home video of Israel crawling around a blanket. And I can remember people being like, so that means he's blanket trained. And it's like, no, not necessarily. He's just crawling on a blanket to a toy. That's how you get babies to crawl. You put toys out. So they Mm -hmm. crawl to them. Which is also like how like like, the first part of blanket training. But I don't I believe Jill that she did not do that. I don't think she did. I just believe he, Israel's just one of those really pale toddlers that, like, bumps into shit all the time because he's a toddler and got bruises. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's what toddlers do. Yeah, I don't think she blanket trained him. No. But I was like, I saw that clip and I was like, I, I remember, remember this. People were... Lost it. Yeah. So anyway, we're back in Arkansas and the sisters head to the store to go grocery shopping and they go to this grocery store called Harps. And I've never heard of it before. I just, I have like a weird obsession with grocery stores. I just love going to different grocery stores. And I love like the different regional grocery stores, like how certain states have certain ones and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I also just like love a grocery store. It's weird. It's too. weird. I just love, but I just, cause I like to cook, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, this store offered free turkeys if you spent $100, which I feel like is very easy to do. Oh, yeah. And they, they were they're like, like oh, oh easy. us, that'll be fine. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, not that that's, but you know for what I big, mean? Like, for a it's big not, Thanksgiving deal, though, that you right. could do that. It's like for a Thanksgiving deal, I'd be like, okay, maybe like 250 but whatever. It was $100, you get a free turkey. So they were excited about that. They are in, like, the frozen food section, and Ginger shows them this bag of corn, and she's like, look, family-sized. And they're like, well, Ginger, you know, uh, you know, do the what whole What kind thing of about- family is that? Right. And I'm like, that is a fucking large bag of corn. <laughs> they're like, let's get six of them. Yeah. It was, I mean, they must just be a corn family, because that was a ton of corn. Yeah. Jessa also piles the cart full of butter. I don't and blame she, her for that, though. Me neither. I, I said I hate agreeing with Jessa on things, but I am with her on this one. She's like, I don't know why people avoid butter. It makes everything better. Well, when she yeah, started okay. saying about how butter's healthy, I was like, okay, girl, you don't have to try that hard. But, like, she I do agree. A lot. I do agree that butter is a very good ingredient. And mm-hmm. if I, like, if, like, the first time I roasted a chicken, I was like, you know, just to be safe, it's not going to be bad if I just put some under the you know how you like stuff it Mm -hmm. and you put it under the skin Mm -hmm. like she was doing but she was definitely like very defensive about butter it was mentioned it a lot she was like Like, very pro butter for no reason yeah so she bought six packs of the family size butter so that's like 24 sticks because i think she got like the four stick packs so she got Mm -hmm. 24 sticks of butter which is a lot of butter even and for, isn't Ben isn't Ben like really really health conscious and I thought so all that like um so maybe she like all. thought it'd be funny or maybe, maybe be funny to him which it's not but he didn't oppose he wasn't opposed at all but well no because um I remember he, one of the tell all episodes they said Ben took a jar of peanut butter and wrote poison on it and drew like crossbones because it had saturated fat or something. I would send him to counseling for that. Yeah. That's bizarre. And also, um, like, having all those people piled in, I was like, poor germaphobe Ben. He probably was having a panic attack under those pothead eyes of his. Oh, my God. I can imagine him being one of those people that, like, gags when they see raw meat. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. it's a good thing that Jessa was alone when she started to make turkey. Before they leave, they go to the cheesecake section and they get a couple and Joy's like, we're going to look like a couple of heffalumps. Like, shut up, Joy. You're not that funny. I don't know why, it, but I'm like, say elephant. Please say elephant. Like, I don't know why I thought it was so- What's a heffalump? I think it's like a creature in Winnie the Pooh. Did you ever see that movie? It came out when we were little. And it was like the heffalump. It was like an elephant. Yeah. I think. And I don't know why it pissed me off so much or triggered me, but I was like, Joy, you sound so stupid. Heffalump. (laughs) Anyway. So then they go back to the house, and now it's Jessa in the morning starts making the turkeys. And they're like, Ben, like, of course, we all have to razz Jessa about how bad of a cook she is. And Ben's like, she's actually not a bad cook. You know, she um she makes really good uh, couscous. I'm like, that's not cooking, Ben. That's from a box, right? Yeah. Which, I mean, it's not the easiest thing to make because you have to, well, from my perspective like I hate stuff that like easily could burn like rice mm-hmm. and couscous and stuff so like you have to watch it but it's definitely not hard to make mm-hmm. couscous and then Ginger's like she's actually not that bad she says she's bad but she does it she says it to get out of stuff I'm sure probably but I th- I think I don't know if she's just like trying to be a pick me girl you know like oh well, that I can't too anything he <laughs> I think that's exactly, she's, like, wants it to, it's, she thinks it's her one, like, quirky thing that, yeah. like, makes her different. She's, like, not a Stepford wife like her sisters, because she can't cook. But Joy does that to herself a lot, too. Well, because Joy doesn't look like she can cook. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she probably can't, but, um, they have Johanna come over, too, to make the green bean casserole. That was so weird, mm-hmm. but cute. They're like, Johanna yeah. will love this. She made a green bean casserole last week. It was delicious. So they literally bring her with them. To make the casserole. And I thought that was really cute. Because she was was. like. Well it was. they included her. Yeah it was really nice that they included her. And I'm sure she loved it. And it was really sweet. Until Jana. And I I know she didn't mean it this way. But she was like. You know Johanna used to be like this tomboy. Hanging out with the boys. And then we broke her spirit. So here she is in the kitchen. And now she's um, growing up. It's like she probably got her period and got made fun of or something. I don't know. You know, and then like, all right, like, well, you, you can't hang out with, with Jackson anymore. Yeah. In the kitchen. And she's like, and now she kind of wants to ha- start helping in the kitchen more. I'm like, does she, does she really? Are you making this you're probably, up? You're probably right. There is probably a ritual when they get their period. They're like, all right, well, you can't play with the boys now. You got to go in the kitchen. You can't, right. play, can't be running around outside anymore. Probably. Or, yeah, you can't be around the boys too much, you mm-hmm. know? But it is really cute that they include her and, like, hype mm-hmm. her up. Yeah. Yeah, they bring over all the food with Hannah. Joy has this soup pot, which is, like, a stock pot, like, a big, tall one, filled with water, boiling water, like, almost to the top, like, too much water. And she tries to pour, I would say, about two or three pounds of cut-up potatoes to make her mashed potatoes. And it's just, like, it goes on way too long. And they're like, Joy, like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't sit it all in there. And, they're all and she's like, no, it'll be fine. I'm like, she's literally going to give herself third degree burns. Like, get yes. a spoon. It was just, and it was also like, why, why did you include this? This whole episode, I think Joy was kind of annoying. Obviously, mm-hmm. I the heffalump thing really triggered me. For the no not reason. thing really triggered me. Well, that, I mean, she was just not, she was in like an awkward stage. Yeah, but she was like. Like, hey, Johanna fit in better than she did, you know? Like, yeah. she was more mature than mm-hmm. Joy. They were, when they were in the grocery store, too, um, Joy very seriously asked, like, oh, Jessa, they have they have baby food for Spurgeon, like mashed sweet potatoes and stuff. And Jessa was like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, he's he's not at that stage yet. And yeah. I, like, I, think, I think she was being serious. She absolutely was. I mean, I think she was trying to include him or, like, be sweet or funny i don't know and jess is like bitch he's four weeks old and very no not not even he was like two weeks old yeah and joy had a baby not too long after this right yeah and you've taken care of babies before although i didn't think anything of it when it first happened because i also like hadn't registered how little aspersion i guess was but then when jessa said that i'm like actually yeah he's super young yeah. He's not even, like, rice cereal yet or whatever. He's brand new. Yeah. Freshly cooked. 
Mm-hmm. And then they're when they're talking about how mature Joanna, Joanna, Johanna, I'm just going to say Hanny. When they talk about how mature Hanny is, they intertwine it with the clip of her sneaking the whipped cream and mm-hmm. like going behind a chair and sneaking a like spritz of whipped cream, which whatever. And Joy is like bouncing Spurgeon, I think. And she mm-hmm. says, she, I think, accidentally says this like this, but she goes, Huh, I used to do that when I was like 13. Yeah. Did you catch that? Yeah. She's like, Kids these days, I never did that. Right. Just but then kidding. she says, Just kidding. I did Not. that till I was like 13. Yeah. Like, Joy, just stop. Just stop. Oh my God. Ben walks in from God knows where. I'm sure I think he was probably at the gym. Although I think at this time he was a, apparently he was in college somehow. Mm. He just he uh, I don't know, he must have done it online and like only at night or something cuz they literally never talked about it and they never mm-hmm. and he was in every single clip, every single episode. Like I don't know how he had time, is what I'm saying. I don't know. But it looked like he was at the gym cuz he was carrying shoes, like tennis shoes and socks. Mhm. He probably did not want to witness the mess or the... Oh, I know. He's probably like, I'm going to go... Well, he probably was like, I'm going to go shower and yeah. uh, get ready for this. That would kind of be me, honestly. Like, I was getting flashbacks from last Thanksgiving, and that was only 13 people, so I can't imagine. But I was, like, ready to throw everyone out of the house oh and gosh. be like... Because, like, I can't cook with people hovering over oh my, me God, I can't. over my shoulder. I can't. I need to be I like the only all. one in the kitchen, especially if it's something stressful. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm okay. Then the family starts to arrive and they show this little blip of Justin holding Spurgeon and it was so cute because I think mm-hmm. Justin was Jess's buddy and he's the one that I always used to think was so cute because he would take care of, remember he took care of Jordan? Mm-hmm. Because he and Jessa or he and Jordan yeah. were Jessa's buddies, like her two little buddies. And he made and her oatmeal. Yes. He literally like parented Jordan so when he was like nine years old. It was the cutest thing. So anyway, he was holding Spurgeon and he was just like, he looked so like protective and like he was enjoying it so much. It and was Spurgeon so was just like memorized by him. I, mesmerized yeah, by him. Exactly. But I just thought it was the cutest thing ever. I really like Justin. I hope he's um he's with claire i always yeah. forget that i always i get him and jackson mixed up um i've i've heard justin and claire like barely they, know each other right they're like they do i don't i'm sure they maybe consummated their marriage but other than that i don't know if they do anything aren't they still like in a rv or a trailer parked in the spivey's driveway or something i mean i'm not yeah. i don't know I don't really see a lot from them. So I would assume. I don't know. That's so weird. I really want the tea on that. That's what I would ask Jill about. There you go. Mm. What's the deal with Justin and Claire? And why was he not allowed to just be a teenage boy? I know. At least I feel like the Bates let. First of all, here's some. Um jurisdictions news jackson bates the one that just got married mm-hmm. he and his his wife now kissed before they were married because like some engagement pictures came out like the mm-hmm. photographer was like it was so much fun you know taking these and they are they were kissing in the pictures mm. like hardcore i mean not hardcore but like it was not a kiss that you do when you just kiss somebody like for the first time ever it was. But I thought. I thought when it Jack was like and a Well, like I thought they when had a kiss. They they acted like it was like a big mistake, though. Well, that was like in the beginning of the show before they got famous and started feeling themselves. But um, apparently, which I haven't seen these, Josie, someone on Reddit was like, Josie and Alyssa like proudly talk about kissing their husbands before they were married. Really? Apparently. So I gotta catch up on that. But anyway, I'm like, why couldn't Justin just be like? <clears throat> I feel like the Bates are obviously better about that, but, like, I don't know. Why Why does it have to be, like, you kiss someone so you have to lock get locked down with a stranger? It's just so weird. Oh, I don't know if this is true. Sorry, maybe the girl was, like, maybe she was, like, 12. 
Oh, and that's why it couldn't work. But Thanks. Uh, one more thing about the bait sale. Is it true that Carlin was caught kissing Joe? What? I don't think so. No. No, I think yeah, I just... heard um like Carlin was caught kissing Joe Duggar and Gil said like like this is all Carlin's fault for defrauding him and dressing not right and that so... sounds honestly as bad as he is at that doesn't really sound like Gil although like I sound like I know him or something but no that doesn't sound like him but it was and... like in a, in a really subtle way probably like you know like you don't want to cause oh, our brothers in Christ to stumble something like right. that yeah is that why Joe didn't finish college which I, I can laugh because I didn't finish college but well Joe lasted like a week if yeah that. like a semester but yeah, so anyway, the family starts getting there and Anna comes in and they all start sitting down and crowding up the house. And then, oh, there's this part where Hanny thinks her casserole's burning. She's like, oh no, like it's burnt, it's burnt. And Jana's like pulling it out of the oven. And Ginger's like, actually, no, it's perfect. Good job, Hanny. Like it was just really cute. Mm-hmm. Like, that, felt- she was her buddy, Hanny and Ginger. No, I think um, Hannah was... Jin Jess's buddy, I thought. I thought Jordan was Jess's. No, not jo- uh, oh my god, these fucking names. <laughs> I thought Johanna and Jackson were Jana's. But you know what? Maybe Johanna was Ginger's. They might have been until Josie was born. Yeah. And then Josie was Jana. Jana. Yeah. Josie really never was not Michelle's though. Mm. she was kind of michelle's the whole time um anyway back to johanna i thought i thought it was so cute i think you're right i think she's ginger's buddy but that was really she was like no it's actually like it looks perfect it's so great i felt bad for her like jumping around to see because she couldn't see over everyone in the kitchen and it was so crowded and she was shorter than everyone and she's like i can't get to my casserole she's like (laughs) so that's all done and now we're all crowded around the living room and they start doing like they go around the room and say what they're thankful for mm-hmm. and the kids like they start with like josh and anna's kids and michael says he's thankful for justin which mm-hmm. is kind of cute yeah so i wonder if justin takes care of him too and then josie is thankful for jessa and ben like what a suck up i know it was cute though they're like oh <laughs> thanks uh, Kinsey was thankful for the snowing time. <laughs> so I guess Funny. when it snows, I, that's cute. Yeah, Joe said he like thankful for what he's learning at college or something. Right, they FaceTime Joe from college. And I was wondering if maybe he was with the Bates. I want to look back on that and see if he, because he was like going to the college that they all go to. Mm-hmm. People say it was either that or University of Tennessee, which I can't see him going to University It's probably Crown. Yeah, I think it was absolutely crowned. But I wonder if he spent Thanksgiving with the Bates, if they mm-hmm. were even in town. And then they FaceTime Dill and Derek. And of course, it's all like really sad that she's not there. It feels so different. Well, first of all, it feels different because, you know, Josh isn't here and Jill's not here. It's like, that's not that. You'll be fine. You'll live. Yeah. But um, Jill is just like, I'm thankful for Derek. And was it that Thanksgiving that she talked about in her book? where, like, the, the family went around and said what they were thankful for, and she was just, like, so proud of Derek for standing up to Jim Bob. Like, that's all she could think about. So she was just, like, I'm just thankful for Derek. Probably. Like, screw everyone else. I'm just so thankful for Derek. Maybe. It, it sounds like it would be kind of early, but probably. Yeah, it might have been the next year. Yeah. But she did. She did they really anything. fudged with that timeline in the book. Yeah. It was and all over the place. It was, but it wasn't, like... At least with them being down there, I'm like, you filmed a lot. And then, like, in the book, it was like, we didn't film at all. I'm like, girl, we saw you down there a lot. Mm -hmm. But anyway, Anna sucks up to grandma. She's just thankful for grandma and being, you know, basically saying, like, she's, Tammy, why not stand by your man? And she Mm -hmm. stood by Jimmy Lee when he was struggling with his choices. And that's inspiring to, to Anna. So I think uh, Anna was praised way too much for standing by him. Way too much. She was praised too much. And I think 
that's all the intention that she got. Mm-hmm. There was, was like, no- oh, okay. So standing by him equals good. That equals praise. That equals my faith is strong. Right. So of course, equals when- my worth. Mm-hmm. So of course, when all this comes out again, then she's like, oh, well, I got to do the exact same thing again and stand by him. Yeah. And then she talks about like she had just visited him. And I'm wondering if this was like after Thanksgiving, because I wonder if she went there for Thanksgiving or maybe she just went to visit him before Thanksgiving. I don't really know, because now I'm thinking about the timeline in Jill's book, because I remember, well, she also told a story in her book about a time when Josh was away and it was Jim Bob saying how well he was doing. He's the model guy there. Yeah. He's an inspiration to everyone there. He's the best guy. Shut up. <laughs> anyway. Um, so this was just really confusing. Cause I'm just like, I feel like this is a direct story, but in, in the book, it's all in person. Um, so like everybody eats and there's no tables ever like they just have to hold it on their laps and they say something in the beginning they said something really depressing about like we're used to just kind of balancing it on our laps and then having the kids too like you, yeah like that's you just were what never, we expect that's how we roll you guys were never a child like never children where you were never allowed to not have to share a bed with them or feed them like it's so sad mm-hmm. um and then the episode ends with ben and jessa flirting about butter Butter is better. Be- better. Butter is better because Joe, uh, these goddamn names are really getting me. <laughs> ben says, like, how much butter, just something totally scripted, like, how much butter is actually in this? And Jessica goes, enough. Your perfect amount. Yeah, a good amount. And then it's like, oh, okay, butter's better. And then she does the most insufferable laugh I've ever heard. And that's how it ends, actually. <laughs> yeah, she goes like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I hate these people. Uh, I'm just not in the mood. No, I'm just kidding. But that was the episode. It was a fucking was a lot. Like, knowing what we know now and knowing the before stuff and the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Oh, they were going through it. It was kind of like that train wreck of an Easter episode. Yes. Where they were also really going through it. And they were like, let's make angel pockets and pretend everything's fine for the cameras. Uh, mm -hmm. And we're going to feature Grandma or Michelle a lot to make her look innocent and all this. Mm -hmm. And she's a nice grandma who does stuff for her grandkids. Yeah, that was a mess. Oh, the good old days. What I wouldn't give, honestly, no, well, no, because they're pretty boring now. Like it the was episodes. Yeah, but but I would like to. It would be interesting because there are so many couples now. I think it wouldn't be that boring because stuff that people are like all it's about is like them having kids and grandkids. So boring. I'm like that is the best part of the show. That is the most interesting part. I know, of this and I want to show. I want to see, like, how different each couple is. Like, I want to see how Justin and Claire live. Right. And how Katie and what's-his-face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to see like, all that. There's so much I haven't been able to see. And I want to see mm-hmm. it because I'm nosy. Yeah. And I used to see literally everything except their vaginas. And now we don't <laughs> see anything at all. I'm not kidding. It's disgusting. We never – there was so much we didn't need to see on the show, including Ben rapping. Still keeps me up at night. Yep. Anyway, so that was Home and Away, at Home and Away. Jessa, oh my God. I just called you Jessa. <laughs> All right, Emily, what did you learn? I learned, uh, well, I guess I learned about the Harps grocery store because I didn't know that was a thing. And I learned you need to slit the bag at the oh, turkey's yeah. end. Because Jessa didn't do that, which I mean, it wasn't the biggest deal. Turkey, I would definitely have the directions up on my phone, so I don't know right. why, she, why she didn't do that. It was very reminiscent of the first time she cooked something in her oven and cooked the um, directions. Burnt the rolls? No, when she melted the directions because they were still yes. in the oven. And they Show were like the plastic papers. 
when the Seawalls came over for dinner. And I oh, remember, yeah, that was just typical. This was when I remember watching that episode with my roommates in college that when we were all like, Jessa, get it together. <laughs> She's a mess. What can you say? It's her thing. Yep. What'd you Let's... learn? I learned that Johanna is mature, was maturing and she makes a really mean green bean casserole. And I just, it really, again, opened my eyes about Jill and Derek's situation and yeah. how dangerous it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I learned that Anna has no remorse for Josh because he got a fucking goodie bag. And it that was probably the most disgusting part of the entire episode. No matter, like, raw chicken or raw turkey, give it to me all day. I don't want to see Anna giving Josh a goodie bag. He he made some wrong choices. The um the wrong choices that Joshua made. Shut up. So you know you know how nobody calls Josh Joshua except for Anna. Yes. I think this is weird saying, but no one. My sister's husband Dan. Like everyone calls him Dan, except she calls him Daniel. I feel like you've talked and, about this before, but yes. Yeah, and I've been dying to tell her that she and Anna Duggar are are so alike but she would probably murder me i would refrain <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no you're right yeah okay well i hope everybody enjoyed this episode i know i did i'm kind of hungry now because thanksgiving is one of the best meals ever hungry for butter yes hungry yeah, <laughs> hungry for butter and cheesecakes mm. all right so you can follow us on instagram and tiktok at raised on reality pod and if you have any suggestions especially for holiday episodes that you want to see we have a little like running list of stuff that we're going to be covering over the next couple weeks but if you have any suggestions feel free to let us know we are open to suggestions yes and share your opinions on this episode and give us five stars yes and we will talk to you next week bye bye butter is better did y'all make that fire? Yep, made it fresh. Wow. Fresh from the store. Oh. <laughs>